Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 81 dropping that 81 on you like kobe officially of do rags and boat shoes uh much love and respect to everybody who listened to episode 80 uh last week that's gaining some traction due to people uh reposting it uh retweeting it and uh you know sharing it um on their soundcloud pages and then i know sometimes my episodes like they'll have key hashtags so uh, a few people on these internets will post them on their uh, podcast websites so thank you very much for that and uh let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen uh first things first we are going to talk about nico jenkins aka the willie horton of omaha nebraska and for my uh, listeners who uh don't live in the omaha metropolitan area out on the east coast the east coast fucks with me heavy uh shout out to y'all uh, nico jenkins is a young man who uh did some time uh when he was 15 uh, he uh, was arrested for carjacking and assault, and he was sentenced to like 21 years, uh, served 10 and a half, got out two weeks later. Uh, he was uh, accused of murdering two men on 18th and F Street, which is all the way in South Omaha. Two Hispanic men were murdered, and then uh, he murdered his homeboy off of 18th and Clark, which is over in North Omaha. And then... Um, he supposedly murdered some white woman uh off of 168th and fort and uh so now he's been since he's been sentenced to the death penalty i talked about this a few episodes back about uh nebraskans reinstating the death penalty uh voting on that and uh it might have been latin episode last year probably back in 2016 when we had a, a an election or a vote about it and uh it was on the voter uh on the voter uh form and I, it's just it's odd to me because this young man he's he's tatted up of course he's black uh he's like black and native um tatted up all over his face um he says that he does uh he you know he blames he, he tried to sue the state of nebraska or the county uh, douglas county for about 20 million dollars stating that it was because of him being locked up so young and being in solitary confinement that you know he developed uh you know personality disorders and things of that source and then then letting him out into the uh, free world and resulting in him killing these four people and he confessed to killing all these people uh but if you read you see what linked him to the crime was uh i think his sister purchased a gun for him and some specific type of ammunition and these slugs were found in all four bodies so that's what linked him to uh these murders and then he confessed to it but for me what throws me off is the murder of the white woman way out if he was just down here on 18th street 
how is he going to be way out here a few weeks later on 168th and 4th Street to murder this white woman? It just it seems funny in the light. It still does to me. You know, I think that she was murdered by, a, a you know, somebody close to her. That's what I actually believe. But they said they found the slugs that matched the other three victims and uh, he confessed to the crime. But he's not right in the head and i'll tell you why because after he was arrested a few months later or even a year later he uh mutilated his penis uh for some kind of serpent god in uh, an egyptian uh, uh religion or something like that and uh this man just ain't right in the head so if you interrogate somebody for eight hours who's not right in the head even if you are right in the head somebody interrogating you for eight hours you just going you, you will give up the average person will give up you just look at the central park five um you know just how they kept those little boys from their parents and from a lawyer and interrogated them for hours and convinced them that they committed a crime and um it's just it's just something just doesn't seem right so he kills two hispanic dudes in a in a car in a truck and their pockets are turned inside out and the only one that i believe that he really did kill was uh um was his homeboy uh curtis bradford down in uh down on 18th and clark because they took pictures together on facebook he was happy that it was home and all this other shit then all of a sudden he just winds up dead but i'm just trying to see what possessed nico to be way out here in the fucking boonies 168th and fort there's nothing out there but uh urban suburban housing developments you know that the paint is still wet on and just farmland out there way way the fuck out there um it's one of them places where it's just you know the roads ain't even all the way developed yet even white folks had to fly out there to get away from negroes so i don't know i think that it was a situation where like i said somebody close to her killed her that's what i honestly believe i'm just saying what i believe uh somebody close to her killed her and used the same kind of slugs and it just was a lucky break for that person who murdered her that's what i think but you know why he got that death penalty because nobody gives a fuck about the two mexicans or the brother that he killed you know it had to be this white woman and so it's like okay let's fry this motherfucker or lethal injection whatever the fuck they're going to do and um you know if he did do all four of those murders i feel like the uh i always feel like lethal injection is uh or uh, the death penalty is too easy uh, i feel like people should you know just be in there suffering and just remembering you know the victims and what they did and you know being in maximum security solitary confinement that's what i believe they their conscience should be their their um prison for them but you know it is what it is like i said i don't think that he murdered that white woman way out there because i don't it's just it's just weird if he was if he committed the first three murders in east omaha weeks apart on the same strips 18th street so you got 18th and f all the way down in little mexico then you come up here to 18th and clark which is just um what north downtown and you do this this is just odd to me very odd and then you know you out here way out here damn near uh damn near to irvington and you out here and you just randomly shoot a white woman it's just i don't know just something ain't adding up here but it is what it is we just gonna move on 
Um, so we're going to talk about the uh, myth of uh, patriotism, you know, disguised as, uh, you know, racism, uh, white supremacy is disguised as patriotism a lot. Um, you look at, uh, if you read the book, The ISIS Papers by uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, may she rest in power, rest in peace. Uh, she told us that Western culture means nothing but white culture. And that's all that it means when they talk about the West. You know, uh, Western powers and things like that or Western culture on a global scale. It just means white. That's all that it means. And uh, and the reason that I choose patriotism, uh, you know, a lot of times we get kind of caught up in these uh, in words. You know, uh, we kind of mix words. And when I say we, I mean us as a as a whole Americans. Um, but it's done deliberately. It's purpose confusion. Uh, you look at what happened with Colin Kaepernick. He was kneeling uh, during the whole season, preseason and uh, the regular season during uh, the football season, uh, you know, with the, the 49ers. And people were like, that's an American, um, you know, you're disrespecting soldiers and all this other shit. And then soldiers, uh, Marines, Army, Air Force, everything, Navy you can think of was coming out and saying it we fight for the right for free speech and this is part of free speech you know and so he's bringing light to uh what's going on to people of color mainly black folks in uh these poor communities and not even poor communities just all over with this uh, police brutality and these legal lynchings and so you yeah, had and and all it was was just white folks it breaks down to white folks being mad that a black man is kneeling and bringing attention to something now if he was out here hooting and hollering in the streets protesting you'd be mad at that you'd be like oh there's a peaceful way to do this and so he's doing it in a peaceful way and you still got your damn panties in a bunch so we're going to talk about patriotism you know uh is really just white supremacy you know but black folks we we are bleeding patriots we love this country up and down inside out you go back to uh crispus addicts you know the first person to be killed in the revolutionary war and just how we celebrate during the olympics like we just love this fucking country we are some of the most patriotic people on this planet and so you say well what do you mean white folks are patriots too uh yeah for white folks for other white folks not for anybody else you know so you have to look at uh what happened up in uh portland so there was uh there was a white supremacist he was filmed at different rallies wearing a a a, a, a flag as a cape and running around here hooting and hollering being with the alt-right and all this other shit and so this man was on a uh, was it a train or a bus some kind of public transportation and he was uh harassing uh, a black woman and a muslim woman and uh you know uh, some guys stepped in three white men stepped in and he slit the throats of all three of them and two of them died uh protecting these women protecting these young girls i believe they were teenagers so girls and uh one guy survived and you know, and he, he was up here uh, in his court date talking about, I call it patriotism. And that's just what Dr. Francis Cress Welsing told us, that Western culture is, it just means white. That's what it means. They're protecting whiteness. And I say this a million times. That's how you get these uh, extreme right groups talking about their conservatives and things like that and be poor as fuck. Like, what are you conserving? Because 
you don't have any you do have access to it but physically you don't have it right now you don't have any land you don't have any money a lot of these motherfuckers be dirt poor and they up here hooting and hollering talking about they're conserving and the only thing that they're conserving is whiteness and then we have another incident uh may those two men rest in peace that was protecting those uh two sisters too because you know this getting to the point now where these white supremacists are not only out here killing people of color but they also are harming and killing you know non-racist white people and it's it's getting to the point where you're like when is president trump going to say anything but he's not because that is his demographic that's what he ran on he ran on those dog whistle words and he spoke to people in these quote-unquote uh flyover states and he spoke to the quote-unquote silent majority and that silent majority is pretty fucking racist and so another myth of uh patriotism or an example of a uh, white supremacist trying to use patriotism you know as a as a as a shield for white supremacy is the whole uh kathy griffin thing uh kathy griffin female comedian she uh took some pictures with an artist of uh and she was holding up a bloody head of uh, donald trump and so people came out the woodworks even some of these fake progressives came out talking about this is so disrespectful and yada 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 and all these republicans and these senators and congressmen and women coming out and saying that this is disgusting and this is hate speech and all this but if you guys remember let's go back to 2011 2012 during obama when obama was running for a second term these tea partiers were coming out the woodworks all across all up and down the east coast west coast flyover states all over in the lower 50 in the lower 48 i'm sorry uh and they had like just lynchings of dolls of president obama and black folks were like yo this is racist as fuck what the fuck are we seeing and it's just like oh no this is free speech this is free speech right here that's all that this is this is free speech but you have a white woman come out holding up a bloody donald trump head and because he's the symbol of white supremacy these white folks are coming out and screaming that this is hate speech and it, they flooded this woman's mentions and harassed her so much that she actually had to release a video saying that she apologized now that's just another example of white supremacy using patriotism you know as a shield you know so don't get confused by these patriots and a lot of times when you have to deal with these uh, online trolls these racist bigots whatever the fuck you want to call them they will have an eagle a gun a flag in their avatar or they'll have like that pepe the frog with some kind of american pen on or some shit like that and it's just it, that's all that it's meant to be and if you listen to somebody like richard spencer he will tell you it's not about fairness and all this other shit so it's just about white dominance that's it and these white men specifically feel that they're losing a grip on their country just because you know you they've tried so hard to do so much specifically to black people and we just keep on coming we still here i mean it's still getting darker here yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to learn how to, you know, move on an even playing field. But that's what it is. But now you're seeing these racialized killings just happening more frequently. And the president is not speaking out about it because he just don't give two fucks. 
he doesn't he doesn't care at all and like i said this is his core group that silent majority and it's disgusting it really is and you so you have to look at this this whole situation of what's really going on and you know black folks we're gonna have to really start protecting yourself and being weary of everything that's going on and we're really gonna have to have each other's back um and i'm just saying that to all groups too not just specifically black folks um you know y'all just gonna have to watch each other's back because some of these folks out here these white folks are out here acting crazy as cat shit and they feel like they have free reign to do whatever the fuck they please because of who their president is and it's disgusting it really is uh i remember uh my mom telling me back in uh 2008 uh or was it 2009 when uh, obama was sworn in uh she was telling me that one of her co-workers you know they were on lunch and she looked at my mama and was like you know does this mean that white people will be slaves she had a genuine fear that black folks were going to do to her and white folks what white folks have done to all the black brown red and yellow people of the of the globe subjugate them marginalize them enslave them then that's and that's what the biggest fear is that's what it boils down to one of the biggest fears that white folks have is people of color rising up and doing to them what they've done to gain power in this world and that's something that they, it's hard for them to sleep at night it really is it's something that you know a lot of these white supremacists think about that's all that they think about that is it that's all that they fucking think about that is it and once you understand that black folks and other people of color you really understand that you really have to be on point 24 7 always on point because you never know what's going to happen so um and then you have to look at just you know a lot of them uh these uh white supremacists are infiltrating law enforcement which uh brings me to uh tamir's rice killer uh it was just said today two years and what, about five months after his death, the officer that fired those fatal shots that killed Tamir Rice is actually being fired. And you're like, oh, that's great. It's amazing. But it was actually he's being fired because he lied on his job application. It wasn't about the Tamir Rice death, which is disgusting. Very disgusting. So, you know, black folks really have to be on a be on alert uh you know we have to be 10 toes down and we have to just just be ready for anything that comes our way because the uh president is allowing this to happen he's not speaking out against any of these racialized killings there's been so many of them happening you had the incident in uh, san diego with the guy at the uh at the fucking pool party you know somebody gave him a beer and he sat down and just opened fire open fire uh you had the incident up in portland uh, there was another incident where uh, the brother was a veteran um, who was stabbed to death. You had the incident over out east where the guy took a bus from Baltimore to New York to kill a black person. And he chose to kill an old black man because he said he really wanted to kill a black man who was, you know, out here with some white women and, you know, a, a big black buck or something like that. And, uh, you know, he bitched out and chose an old homeless black dude. So there's many cases of this happening and the president ain't saying shit. He's just going abroad, acting a fucking fool and trying to start World War Three, you know, with uh, NATO and 
you know, he went out there and he made a speech that was just so disrespectful. And I want the countries to know that, you know, Americans do not rock with him. We don't. We don't fuck with him. I mean, you look at the popular vote. You know, he lost that election. It lost the popular vote by what? Three million votes, four million votes almost. And it's and we have this outdated ass system of the Electoral College that was put into place because there were so many African slaves in the South. That's all it was. And they wanted equal, quote unquote, representation all over the uh, between the North and the South. It was just some bullshit. And we should just strictly go off of the popular vote. That's what we need to do. One vote, one person, one vote. That's all it is. We need to get the fuck rid of the Electoral College shit don't work it doesn't work we've seen two instances where it happened we've seen with uh fucking uh when uh george bush won the first time and now we've seen it with trump so you know it's very frustrating these times that we're in but you stay strong stay vigilant uh stay on your toes always be aware of your surroundings and uh watch your kids because these cops are out here fucking with these kids left and right uh, seeing a video of down in San Antonio um, where a cop was beat a cop was beating the shit out of a 14 year old black girl. So we really gotta watch our kids, and you have to have the honest discussion with their kids, you know, about if they have an interaction with police and what to do. And there's many articles online, especially after the killing of Mike Brown and Tamir Rice, uh, that that tell you how you should speak with your little ones, you know, especially uh, black boys and girls about how to interact with these cops because you don't know if it's a cop or a race soldier you really don't know and the fbi really needs to stop bullshitting and start making moves and start arresting these uh fucking race soldiers they ran a report back in 06 then they follow it up um it wasn't a raw story but there was another report i forgot i, t- I spoke about it on a on an episode a few a uh, few months back uh and they re-released another report and they're talking in the in the, in the report it was a very in-depth report uh, I, for, I think it was on the intercept and uh they were saying that they didn't want to you know go around arresting these guys because uh you know they didn't want other cops getting nervous and things like that to see that there if there was some sort of war on cops uh and all this other bullshit but it's just you're complicit in it that's all it is the fbi is complicit in it but they really need to stop writing all these reports about how white supremacists have infiltrated uh law enforcement and not do shit about it they're just still investigating and doing more works about it it's, it's some bullshit but anyway um don't ever get caught up on words that's that's the main thing don't ever get caught up on these words or tripped up when people are talking about suspected white supremacists or full-blown bigots or talking about they're patriotic and shit like that or they're some kind of conservative and all this other bullshit it's nothing but a smokescreen for white supremacy and hove what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyro biggums from that uh beautiful intro as always to selling hope like dope and uh selling hope like dope this week has to go out to all the uh white male fanboys um out there in the universe uh alamo draft house down in texas uh recently uh put up on their website in a uh all women screening of uh, wonder woman 
And these fanboys came out the woodworks, uh, hooting and hollering, bitching and complaining. Uh, had their uh, their balls tucked up into their asshole, and you know they were just they didn't want it. They 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 felt that it was discriminatory practices uh, being uh, 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 doled out by uh, Alamo Draft House, and uh, you know I've never seen so many white men cite the Civil Rights Act of '64 in my life now you see these white men are up in arms about a screening of a movie of wonder woman and the screening includes just women everywhere it's going to be a full female staff from the projectionists to those taking the tickets and alamo draft house serves food so the chefs will be women and you know the servers will be women so it's going to be full women empowerment and it's amazing what white men will not put up with amazing to me now me being a black man i'm just like i don't see the big deal but at the same time i'm I'm viewing it from a black man's perspective i'm used to being discriminated against and i don't think it's so bad because it's just a screening of a film of wonder woman now if they was passing out some checks or something like that you know i'd be arms in arms with my white brothers <laughs> out here like hey hey you gonna cut me a check too but uh no i'm just fucking around playing but it just shows, you know, going back to what I was talking about on the Summer Jam screen, white supremacy disguised as patriotism and how white folks always telling people of color or those marginalized to get over what the fuck is going on. But you see the outrage and the backlash of this whenever a white person is going through uh, whatever a person of color goes through. They, they, they can't handle it. It's like, oh, fuck this. I'm not dealing. I'm not putting up with this shit. It's like, uh, what's that woman's name? Is it Jane Goodall? Um, I forgot the woman's name. It's Jane something who does these experiments on white folks uh, to discriminate against them. Like she'll put like the blonde folks would be minorities or people with blue eyes would be the minorities and those with brown eyes would be the ones in power and about 20 minutes in the uh the people being discriminated against the white folks they can't take it they end up leaving the classroom and all this other shit go look it up on youtube those videos are amazing and it just shows what white folks will not put up with which is amazing ain't it but us people of color we always putting up with some bullshit but i say it's selling hope like dope because i've never in my life seen so many white men cite the civil rights act of 64 now most of these fanboys be on pages like reddit and 4chan just niggering it up calling black folks didn't do's uh, uh which is short for didn't do nothing they call us didn't do nothings uh they'll call us uh kangs k-a-n-g-s they just be up that's all they do all day in the moment that they face discrimination for a fucking movie that you can buy a ticket to, uh, any other screening is just this one screening for women only that you all butt hurt for. And you need to untuck your dick and just accept it. That's what you need to do. But I won't be surprised if some of these white boys come out here with a class action lawsuit against Alamo Draft House. Uh, but Alamo Draft House did not issue an apology or anything like that. So I salute them for that. And actually in Alamo Draft House in New York, out on the East Coast, they're actually holding a women's only screening and all proceeds are going towards Planned Parenthood. Which brings me to another point. We got old white men up on Capitol Hill who are making decisions about women's reproductive rights. So if you white males are so upset about a fucking female-only screening of Wonder Woman, how do you think women all over the country feel about old white men on Cialis and Viagra, you know, making decisions about women's reproductive rights? 
so y'all can eat a dick out here selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo my guy, my hands are full, give me a hand here, can you hold this L? Alright, so holding this L is no surprise, it has to be my man's uh, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. He was arrested on DUI suspicion uh, earlier this week, and he said he was on some medication that had him leaning and all this other shit and swerving in the road. Uh, My man has to hold this L because in the system of white supremacy, you're either white, black, or other. That's all you are, right? So Tiger Woods came out talking all this shit about how he was caca cablasian and all this other shit and you know what the police report said with his mugshot race b-l-a-c-k black uh so tiger woods your black ass is really going to have to hold this damn l very short very sweet uh, you know, it seems like a lot of rich folks are getting their wake up calls. Uh, you got Tiger Woods uh, getting his wake up call. And uh, unfortunately, LeBron James got his, too. But I feel like LeBron James is a little more woke than Tiger Woods. Uh, LeBron James uh, recently had an incident where his L.A. home was spray painted. The fence on the outside was spray painted with the word nigger on it. So it don't matter how much money you got. You know, you got to quit isolating yourself, stop wagging your finger and don't try to distance yourself from black folks. Not saying that LeBron James is is doing that, but he was looking a little funny in the light uh, when the Tamir Rice case broke. Um, But I'm telling black celebrities this from the mountaintop uh, all the way down to the the lowest, the lowest, lowest, lowest valley. Uh, Do not isolate yourself from your people. You know, your people will always have your back until you start going around here wagging your fingers. Word to Bill Cosby. Look at him hooting and hollering and his daughters hooting and hollering, talking about racism. And uh, Bill Cosby, I seen an article, uh, what was this, last week after I posted Do-Rags and Boat Shoes episode 80, uh, where it said that Bill Cosby was worried that somebody was putting something in his drink. Really, Bill Cosby, you worried about somebody putting something in your drink? So get the fuck up out of here. But Tiger Woods, you have to hold this L. Long drive, a little bit to the left. But, uh, you know, it's a four par, so you might got it. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we got a few of them. Or I should say a couple of heroes out here uh the first is going to be the eighth graders from south orange middle school in new jersey they were on a trip in dc and about a hundred hundred of those a hundred i'm sorry a hundred hundred of those uh students chose not to uh take a photo with paul ryan because they know what's going on in the real world and how he's being complicit in this trump administration or this trump regime so shout out to y'all keep fighting a good fight and never lose that fighting spirit okay i know a lot of your parents or uh, your, your grandparents they just want you to go along and get along but you have to keep fighting that good fight and uh that's a great spirit to have and i love y'all and i respect y'all for it the other hero that we have to give it up to is is going to have to be asap rocky and you're like, Adrian, why in the fuck is ASAP Rocky and not all heroes wear capes? Well, Paul's Magazine in the UK caught ASAP Rocky out. And, uh, you know, he's very fashion forward. 
And uh, I appreciate this young man for what he's doing right now. He stepped out in a pair of baggy jeans. Not even baggy, just normal size jeans. They wasn't tight. His ass crack wasn't out. You know, uh, they didn't look like leggings. They were just some jeans. You know, they looked kind of dipsetish from the uh, mid 2000s. And I respect him. And I feel like ASAP Rocky was looking at my Instagram page. Because if you look at my Instagram page at Omaha Hostage, you will see me always rocking fresh kicks with some Obama jeans. I call them dad jeans, AKA Obama jeans. But my ass has never rode that skinny jean wave. Never rode it. Uh, I, I, you know, all the way back from uh, those kids that had that song, You're a Jerk. You're a Jerk. I know. You're a Jerk. When they started the skinny jeans trend, or even back to Lil Wayne and Dipset, you know, towards uh, the I Can't Feel My Face when that mixtape was about to drop and Lil Wayne was on his rock star shit, you know, kind of biting that Dipset wave, wearing the skinny jeans and dressing like a rocker. I was like, nah, I'm good. I kept on rocking with my jeans. Kept on rocking with my jeans. I had enough room in the nutsack area. Had enough room in the thigh. You know, had enough, you know. Some of the jeans might have been boot cut. Some might have been regular cut. Always with a fresh pair of kicks. But I knew I was going to ride this wave of just having regular ass jeans until this fad went out. And I didn't see... Some niggas that's twice my size. Now I'm 6'1", 290 pounds, 285, 290 pounds. And I done seen some fellas out here 6'4", you know, a 340, 350 out here in big man skinny jeans. And that's not the wave. You rocking around here looking like a pig. You looking like a male Miss Piggy out here. You know, you get the, you got a big ass and a big thighs and then your calves all little and shit. And then you got tiny feet. You walk, you look like a pig walking upright. That's what you look like. And you know what? I said, I will not be a victim of these young niggas out here looking sweet in these tight ass pants and wearing these leggings. They're trying to pawn them off as jeans. And you guys got big hips and you can't pull your jeans up over your ass or your butt cheeks just sitting up over there and you walking around here with all these hips and ass and just looking like a damn fool and you know what i was not going to ride that way you can check my ig page i always had you know uh, fly ass kicks every day is the hashtag and obama jeans always i stayed true to myself and now i see that asap rocky checked out my ig page and he was like yo you can actually wear regular size jeans with some fly kicks because he was just photo he was photoed out uh somebody paparazzi snapped a photo of him and a t-shirt that's a little probably a size bigger than he needs with some regular size jeans and a pair of fresh bread ones bread ones are black and red you just break down the b for black r-e-d bread black and red so shout out to ASAP Rocky for changing the culture and bringing us back because I wasn't going to get rid of my jeans. The Levi's are expensive. I'm going to tell you that right now. $60, $70, especially for my size, especially for that 42 waist. That's, those are expensive. You know, $60, $70. I'm, I'm not just going to throw this away just to be out here trying to be looking like you new niggas. I'm married, happily married. I ain't out here trying to catch nobody. So I'm good. You know, as long as I keep my head shaved, keep my hygiene up, you know, don't let this belly get any bigger. My wife happy, I'm happy. So, shout out to ASAP Rocky. 
and uh, thank you for riding my wave. So I should put myself instead of ASAP on there for not all heroes wear capes. But anyways, uh, on a serious note, much love, much love and respect to those eighth graders down there in South Orange, New Jersey. Uh, I really have to take my hat off to you if I had one on, and uh, just keep fighting that good fight. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. This is a little bit of a shorter show. I know that. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but you know, I usually try to usually try to keep them around, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but it's gonna be a little bit shorter. But we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. A lot of good information in here. A lot of uh, good entertainment and some laughs. And you about to get another laugh uh, based on my life. So we're in health over wealth, and you know what I say. Without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. And this quote comes from a lieutenant in the u.s air force uh he's best known for his military record you know during world war ii and that's lieutenant john b putnam jr and his quote is courage is not the lack of fear but the ability to face it so you really have to be courageous in facing your fears um we're living in a, a very trying time right now we have a president that is uh pretty much you know uh shitting on america you know throughout the world just giving us a bad name um just you know the people i just really i really want other countries to know that we do not stand with the president on this bullshit and uh right wingers people on the left there are a lot of them are in agreement with uh trump being a piece of shit um but it's the ones that are in power the right wingers that's in power with him that are just riding this dumbass wave that will most likely get us into war but um i don't want that to stop you or hinder you from achieving your dreams and facing your fears and so i'm gonna just tell y'all a couple stories about me growing up and me facing my fears so at age uh what is it age 13 i'm going into eighth grade and uh jordan brand drops the first Jumpman pros right so these are shoes that's not they're part of the jordan brand but it's not shoes mike really wore mike wore it all you know this was after this was uh during i think his last run so yeah that'd be 97 98 yeah that would be that run and um it'd be 97 98 yeah it'd be that yeah okay so we got it right 97 98 so it's gonna be the bulls last run but they came out with these kicks the Jumpman pros and i was a huge bulls fan and i was a david robinson fan too uh because you know i grew up you know god fearing and things of that that stuff you know my mom always quoting the bible and uh things of that sort so i respected david robinson i wasn't a spurs fan yet i was a david robinson fan because he was a beast on the court but he was a man of god outside the court or off the court i should say but so i'm a huge spurs fan not a spurs fan huge bulls fan huge uh david robinson fan but these Jumpman pros there's some fire ass kicks right so jordan is, jordan brand is branching off and getting other athletes to get on board with uh michael jordan because the brand is just growing so big and strong so i lived growing up on a dead end street off of 37th and work street so i was just three blocks three blocks east of 40th ave and 
uh let's see here about four blocks south of bedford avenue so 40th Ave and Bedford Ave were intersected. It was just heavy crypt territory. I've witnessed many of people getting their ass whooped, gun, pistol whipped, uh, carjacked, you know, just walking home from school. I always tried to keep tunnel vision. Uh, and I used to have uh, a basketball hoop and we lived on a dead end street. And I used to pull it to the end of the driveway and we'd be hooping in the middle of the street. And OG Crips would come through. Like, hey, let me hoop with you, little man, and all this other shit. So you have all these crips at my house hooping and shit like that. But anyway, so uh, going back to these shoes. So I really wanted these shoes. My mama is like, you know, do you want them? You know, I'm like, yes, I love them to death. But I was scared, too, because the shoes were black, white, and red. They had red accents, the bull's colors, right? <laughs> and... I was just like, you know what? I really, really want these shoes. I was, I had a dope seventh grade year, eighth grade year. I'm gonna come in fresh. You know, I had all A's and B's, but back then it was like ones and twos uh, on my report cards. You know, I was a latchkey kid. I always picked my little brother up after school. Um, made sure i was always home on time after basketball practice you know so the daycare van could drop my brother off um you know i would you know make us you know sandwiches or something quick and easy for dinner if my mama had to work late so i got these kicks right so i'm like fuck i have these kicks what the fuck am i going to do now because i was scared to wear them y'all i ain't gonna lie because i seen a nigga get his ass whooped for having red shoestrings and some shoes up at the liquor store at the corner store up at uh it was called maple street grocery used to be called fnl and uh, it was right on the corner of 40th and maple it was a liquor store and just crips used to just hang out there in front of there then you had over there by uh 40 what was that about 42nd in bedford avenue you had bedford market now it's like j and j or whatever so i i used to get off the school i love these shoes love them to death so i used to get off the bus the school bus school bus let me off about a block into the block and i used to run home from the bus every single day in eighth grade so i wouldn't get my ass whooped every single day used to run home run run my ass home right <laughs> and so but i love the shoes more than i cherish my own life you know because i i loved sneakers no matter what always loved them you know too broke to get them but these were some fly ass kicks and my mama could afford them i don't know if she could or whatnot but like i said i was doing my best to help her around around the house you know like i said being a latchkey kid always coming home on time and things of that sort and uh just doing extra housework and i loved and cherished those shoes so I, once i got them i was just like fuck these these folks over here i don't give a fuck like these are mine they're mine they're mine they're mine and that's just and i just overcame that fear and it got to the point where i grew more confident in myself and i would walk up to the liquor stores rocking those kicks and you know i i, I never got in a fight never got my ass whooped never got my shoes taken and I don't know if it was just, you know, God watching out for me or the aura I was putting out there in the universe and not having any fear of just rocking those kicks. And this was the late 90s, too. 
you know we saw a few folks had pistols pulled on them for their starter jacket they're bombers they were bombers they weren't jackets they were starter bombers and uh for their jays too so it was just one of those things where my love for the sneakers and not disrespecting my mama you know weighed more than me being scared of some niggas down the street or up the street from me you know west of me a few blocks west of me and also there would be times where a few houses down there was a lady that was trapping and then folks used to just be standing in the yard and my mama would come home tired you know and uh people would just be congregating the yard if these be some old school hardcore jerry curl dripping dusty crips uh you know just uh, faded tees blue t-shirts with fucking bleach stains on them standing in our yard and my mama would be like go tell them to get up out the yard and i know i know she could have did it but i think it was one of her testing me just to see uh, this was when i was a teen just to see how you know i could stand up to other other teens or men whatever they were and i knew that either i'm gonna have to face them niggas or i'm gonna have to shoot the fair one with my mama and i ain't trying to shoot the fair one with my mama so i would step outside and be like yo y'all gotta get up out the yard you know and i sometimes be like man fuck you nigga but it'd be at the same time they stepping up out the yard you know but uh i don't know i, I i'm just thankful for the way that i grew up because a lot of times i don't have any fears anymore because of situations that i've been in in the past and a lot of times just you know me from running from the bus stop getting off the bus from school running straight home and then i'm just like you know what i'm tired of running i get my ass whooped i get jumped i get jumped it is what it is but ain't nobody gonna take these fucking sneakers from me i know that much you know because i ain't about to get my ass whooped in the streets and then have my mama whoop my ass too you know so it's just one of those things where you just have to be courageous and i knew how hard my mama worked um i knew how hard i worked the prior year before and during that summer you know taking care of my brother while my mama was at work and things of that sort that you know i'm not going to be afraid of outside entities to uh, stop me from living and so that i want you guys to basically dig deep look at different situations that you faced in the past where you came out on top it was something difficult you were scared of it but you came out on top and i want you to keep that feeling inside of you keep that flame burning so you'll be able to accomplish your dreams and you can accomplish anything that you want i know right now we're living in a hectic time like i started off saying in health over wealth but i don't want you to be so frozen with fear that you can't continue to live your life always stay alert always be vigilant but achieve your dreams you only got one life and i think i've said this before i ain't never met somebody that said they've been on this planet before you know that they've been reincarnated so you need to make the most of this so much love and respect to everybody out there hopefully y'all had a good laugh about me running home wearing fucking black white and red kicks in all crip neighborhood uh <laughs> but it's a god to honest true story and me telling ogs to get up out my mama's yard and not standing up there you know smoking weed and drinking fucking 40s in her yard 
and uh you know hopefully y'all learn from my experiences and you know i got plenty more funny stories like that uh from my life growing up and uh as always much love and respect to y'all and i will see y'all next week one